What's up, everybody? This is Judith Hick. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to Tuesday morning. Um, yeah, you know, this, this, we are living in some very bizarre times. Up is down, down is up. People, uh, you know, you used to be able to count on the adage, people know right from wrong, but it seems like they don't. You know, if it comes to somebody they like, it's not that bad. And that's whether your son is the defendant or Trump or um, just any random topic you want to pick where someone you care about is the bad person who did something that was clearly wrong. You know, I'm not going to open that nest, but look at some of these police shootings. You know, sometimes you can't see a clean cut. You know, they're not shooting Theo Huxtable out here. And so it's very, very challenging because right now, you know, people are like, if I care about you and I love you, you can never be wrong, which is bizarre because it's a generational change because I grew up with two parents from the silent generation. And I think a lot of early boomers really were similar to their parents. It's just like, oh, okay, you know you can do everything wrong. I believe the teacher over you. And that was my whole childhood. The teacher was never wrong. I was always wrong. Teacher wouldn't say that. You obviously did it. And I'm like, ah, like I didn't. This teacher hates my guts. Teacher don't hate your guts. You just didn't do what you were supposed to do. (laughs) And so I'm not saying that's a healthy way to grow up or the ideal. But that happens. I mean, there are a lot of people who put the teacher's word over their kids. Certainly generations ago, that was just the thing. Um, And now it's sort of swung hard the opposite direction. Because I care about you, you would never do anything wrong. So Trump is one of those people. It's like he's created this cult of following around himself and has normalized a lot of bad behavior except if around someone else. So if anybody else did what he did, it's dead ass wrong. But when he does it, it's fine. And this cult buys it. I'm telling you, watch any number of these cult documentaries out here and you will see this is just a mind game. This guy is a is a malignant narcissist. He is not a good person. He is not good for society at large. All the things he espoused were never really great things in the first place. But it was kind of kitschy in the 80s to be greedy and, you know, want to be, you know, the art of getting rich or whatever his book was. You know, I read it. I don't remember anything from it, but I read it. And his real gift is marketing. He's P.T. Barnum, except he's a psycho. And the fact that people are just surrounding him and supporting him. You know, you'd hate to think he'd be the reason why there'd be a civil uh, unrest. Because I, I think we're too out of shape and disinterested to have a war again. Um, you got to remember, civil war happened before there was cable and cell phones and other stuff to do. So I'm doubting that we'll go full on for a civil war. But I don't think he is the reason why we should have a civil unrest. You know, this guy is a nut. And I think... I think the truth is going to come out eventually. But people don't like the truth anymore. Have you noticed that people would rather just believe what they believe? Because if they stopped believing that, it wouldn't give their lives any more meaning. They just wouldn't know what to do with themselves. 
And I think we're at, at what I've been calling a reckoning, but it's really more of an awakening. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of y'all ain't going to survive. Not not my listeners. You pro- you guys probably will. But I mean, this is this is epic level crazy. You got I don't know what city you live in, but in my city, crime is out of control. People are just doing whatever they want. They're driving however they want. People aren't paying their taxes. I looked and saw that Missouri, you know, I don't know what I'm getting ready to say. I saw yesterday some plates that had been expired, temp tags from like two years ago. And they just drive around with impunity because, you know, the police are over policing so we just let them do whatever they want and you know they don't have to pay taxes on their cars and it just seems weird because everybody else does you know and it's just we're in a very bizarre time and I just uh, pray to survive it and I pray for my health and welfare and well-being for me and all my loved ones and you know, I just think this is one of the more Darwinian times in in our history. I mean, everyone seems to to have a weapon. And when you're this emotional and this thin-skinned and this soft-minded, the last thing you need to do is walk around with a gun on your hip or in your pants pocket. Apparently, the pants pocket is a, a popular place. Um yeah, it's just this is a very interesting time in history and I can't wait to get through it because it's like all the dumb people can just go away and leave the rest of us. That would be great. Then we can enter the era of enlightenment because this is not an enlightened place. And uh, if you live in a place like where I live, St. Louis, you just see ridiculously silly things all the time. It makes it absolutely no sense and no politician is going to bail you out uh nobody's coming to save us we're just going to have to save ourselves and um i think black women are designed for that so while it's never easy to be a woman and it's almost always harder to be a black woman i feel uh, quite empowered because we're designed for adversity no one's had it rougher than us nobody I don't even want to hear it. I'm not taking on anybody else's messaging. I'm not saying anybody else is wrong. But black women have had it harder than anybody. And, uh, yeah, that's just the way I feel about it. We're never celebrated. We're never desired. We're not even desired by our own men. We're not even treated well by our own men, you know. We're always going to their causes and fighting for them. Look how long it took for people to find out about Breonna Taylor. She happened before George Floyd, if I recall correctly. And if if her family and all these people hadn't kept saying something, we never would have even known. But it had been a black man, because that narrative was so popular, uh, then here you go. Then we'd be marching for them. Well, do they march for us? That's my question. Do black men, do any men march for black women? Do men love black women? I, I just would like to know that. And I'm not bitter about it. I just don't understand. I was watching this dude. I think I might have mentioned him. He was uh, he was doing a live YouTuber. And in his stream, 
he just began to show how misogynistic he is. I look at his background and I'm guessing culturally that fits, but you're not on here as a relationship expert. You're on YouTube as a motivation expert and how to use law of attraction and all these other things. You know, some of those more woo-woo stuff I listened to and I was like, okay, cool. You know, he, he had some thoughts and I was, it was interesting. Then he mentioned he manifested his ideal partner and she's blonde. And I thought, okay, now that was a bit of a red flag. But then during this one stream, he starts going on and on about, you know, how he treats this wife and how he talks to this wife. And I'm thinking, this is your ideal partner. And you, you talk to her like a caveman. That's a disconnect for me. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, watch your YouTube gurus with caution, you know, because this is the kind of stuff that gets your mind twisted. And I'm like, you are up here talking about your ideal partner and even you don't know how to treat a woman. It's like, what in the world? So anyway, will they march for us? That's the question. And uh, what's the other thing on my mind? That's pretty much it. You know, we got a lot of bad actors out here. I think this is an age of awareness and what's been done in the dark is coming to light and a lot of y'all won't make it. And a lot of people you loved won't survive either. You thought they were great and turns out they were jerks. And that's a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of people. So just hang in there. Be smart. Do your very best. Build something for yourself. Another thing that no one's talking about, and I'm trying to scream it as loud as possible because it's important. There is a healthcare crisis coming, and it's not monkeypox, and it's not COVID. It is dementia, and it's coming for your family. You know, many millions of people are uh, diagnosed with it right now. They expect that. I think somewhere like four million. They expect that to to. I've heard as high as quadruple within the next eight years. Eight years is not that long. So what you going to do about it? You can't control other people, but you can control what you put in your mouth. You can start monitoring your glucose. If you can't afford levels uh, or a continuous glucose monitor, you know, you you don't want to do it, but you might want to start pricking your finger Go check your, get your blood sugar checked regularly because if you have diabetes, you have a 50% greater chance of getting dementia. And I'm watching someone's brain um, just disintegrate and it's hard and it's painful and there's no plan for this. My mom exercised, she ate right, she was trying not to get fat her whole adult life. That was her thing. I don't want to be fat. Okay, so not want to be fat really has staved off a full um, diabetes diagnosis. But she does have a high A1C. It's just right at the border. And, you know, it's hard. We manage it mostly through diet. But, you know, it's hard and there's no plan for this. And I'm telling you, you guys are not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. So you can protect your own brain by changing your diet. Low carb, low sugar, no sugar, preferably. Get rid of, uh, you know, the terrible sweeteners. Use stevia or monk fruit if you just have to have something sweetened. Um, you know, go for a walk if you can. Even if you cannot walk, 
open the door, put some sun on your skin, get in the sunlight, breathe in fresh air outside of your home sometimes. Just go sit on the porch, breathe in the air, get some sunshine. You know, uh, vitamin D does a lot for your body. Get out here and, and meditate. Get some time out of your brain. Get control of your health and you will get control of your life. I promise you. It's the only thing that matters because if you're sick, the show is not going. You, nothing's moving forward if you're not feeling well. So do your very best. Nutrition is here for us. Our bodies are designed to heal. I have heard healing from some of the most deadly to the most uh, pervasive uh, debilitating diseases. I've heard cases for everything that have been healed. And it almost always goes back to nutrition. Get a water filter, drink filtered water, can't afford a system in your house. I get it. Get a Brita. It works. Filter out those impurities. Um, Big pharma, big food, they're not on your side. You know, take your medicines as prescribed by your doctor. But that is a, a living document. If your blood pressure goes down, talk to your doctor. Hey, I don't need this much medication. You know, but do it the right way. Be smart. Be safe. Be practical. But take control of your health. I promise you'll take control of your life. And you need to start thinking, you know, if your parents are sitting around with dementia or diabetes right now, you might as well look at them and see dementia because it's coming. And it's going to be like the fucking zombie apocalypse because their brains just basically what happens with Alzheimer's. And that's what my mom has. And my dad had it. You just wait for their brainstem to forget how to function. That is cruel. I would put a pet down. Why wouldn't? Why can't we put people down? Like that doesn't make sense. But you're sitting there waiting for that person to forget, you know, how to function. For their brainstem to forget to stimulate their heart and kidneys and just to to go dark. That is fucking sad. And as a quote-unquote civilized nation we need to do better so yeah am I afraid of civil war no because half of us are too unhealthy to fight in it anyway all right 88% of Americans adult Americans and I'm just saying adult it might be all of us 88% of Americans have some sort of metabolic disorder they either have high blood pressure or diabetes or both yikes And nobody is up here ready to fight no war. Come on. We we, we might not even be healthy enough to stave off an invader. You see how how COVID just tore through us. See, it trips me up when I get mad. I get get passionate. It's mad love for you. (laughs) I can't even get my words out. (laughs) Have an amazing day. You're in the middle of August. Let's go. Let's go.